Okay, much has been said of the cost of transitioning to renewable energy, but what about transforming the economy into a renewable superpower? The changing energy market presents major challenges for the nation, but also major opportunities for those countries and businesses that can make the transition. So can Australia become a green energy superpower? Today, we're featuring a preview of the new program on Ticker, The Great Transformation, a program on the future of the global economy, geopolitics, the environment, and how, of course, we work rest and play. The show starts on Ticker this week and joining us now to discuss this is Tim Harcourt, the host of The Great Transformation and Guy Bell, a renewable energy expert who is the star of the first episode. Gentlemen, great to have you both with us. Uh, Tim and Guy, thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks very much. All right, Tim, I'll start with you. First, great to have the program here at Ticker. Uh, let's talk about Australia's uh, comparative advantage when it comes to cheap energy in oil and gas. Why are we putting that at risk? Well, I think the, the, the important thing about uh, the great transformation is we want to show that Australia can put the green back in the green and gold, that not only have we had these traditional comparative advantages, but also we've also comparative advantages in critical minerals, in, uh, in solar, in wind, uh, and other forms of renewable energy. And despite all the headlines and the alarmism about climate change and Paris targets and so on, we actually wanted to show with the great transformation that a lot of things actually been done under the radar that perhaps haven't been given the same prominence uh, that the headlines have. So that was the, the idea of uh, this part of the show, Aaron. And Guy, you were part of episode one as well. I'll put the same question to you, that so many uh, who criticise the, the shift towards renewables in Australia say that why give up the advantage Australia has of clean oil and gas and coal? What do you think? Well, oil and gas and coal aren't clean, Aaron. That's one fundamental problem. So, I mean, we need to do this to have a habitable planet. Uh, I mean, that's the overriding objective here. But as Tim said, I mean, what we've got a comparative advantage in is exporting energy. And in the past, that's been oil in the form of oil and gas and coal. But going forward, it's in the form of renewable energy because it, as it so happens, we have fantastic renewable potential in this country. So we're still exporting energy, a lot of it to the same countries, but we're going to be exporting it in a clean form rather than the dirty form we've exported it in the past. Tim, let's talk about hydrogen as an option. How realistic is it from what you saw while making this program? Well, uh, Aaron, we saw in, in, in The Great Transformation in a previous show, I did the Airport Economist Climate Innovation uh, show with Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade that we do have great potential for exporting green hydrogen around the world. Um, I interviewed the, the German industry minister because, because of the Ukraine war, um, they've had to cut off their supplies from Putin. So they're looking to countries like Australia uh, to become a, 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 an exporter of green hydrogen. And in some ways, uh, a lot of the infrastructure that we've had with LNG, we can we can use for green hydrogen as well. So um, as Guy mentions in the, in the show tomorrow night, um, we are an energy exporter, and that means we've got a comparative advantage in a, a lot of things, critical minerals, in solar, in wind, in hydrogen, um, that we're now starting to see come on board using the you know the infrastructure that we've used for LNG very successfully you know, to Japan and Korea and, and Europe and some of those countries that have been uh, big customers for Australia in the past.
Yeah, very much so. Guy, um, talk to us about solar and wind and also offshore wind as well. We hear the controversy about it too, but talk to us about why you think Australia is a great place to actually be leading the conversation on this around the world. I mean, so it turns out, you know, it's, when we say we've got uh, a, lot of sin, a lot of sun and a lot of wind, everyone sort of says, yeah, of course. But actually, there's good sun and there's good wind, and we have both. And in particular, in some places, we have them in, in the same place, which is even better. So it's much easier to transform it into reliable, firm energy if it's in the same place and if it's good quality. And we have that. So, you know, the issue, the issue really is getting the generation in the ground or on the water in the case of offshore wind. And that's that's our big challenge is we've got this potential. How are we going to best harness it? And how do we going to stand up those solar farms, stand up those wind turbines, stand up the ones offshore? That's really the place we're at now is getting that capacity in the ground. And then once we've got it in the ground, how do we, in what form do we export that energy? Yeah, absolutely. And Tim, you know, you're a trade economist. We know you famously as the airport economist. You look at these issues and you look at where Australia fits compared to the rest of the world. We often talk about the tyranny of distance. Do you think that that's actually hindering Australia in a decarbonised world and also that reliance that Australia's economy seems to have on selling coal to countries like China? Yeah, look, I think I think when the famous historian Geoffrey Blaney coined that phrase, the tyranny of distance, um, our major trading partner was the the UK, and he was talking about distance from north northern hemisphere markets as well as internally within within Australia. Now I think it's more about the power of proximity. I mean, when Geoffrey Blaney coined the phrase, the tyranny of distance, Japan had taken over from the UK as our number one trading partner. And, What's interesting about some of the technological advances that we've seen in renewable energy is that we can have customers uh, in Germany, in Japan, in South Korea. When you think of um, a lot of our major trading partners, uh, Aaron, you know, they've got energy security and food security issues, whether it be China or, um, or Japan or South Korea or the EU now because of uh, geopolitical tensions. And Australia is actually in an ideal place to be to be that exporter, whether it be rocks and crops or in this, you know, in in the new new trading sphere of renewable energy. And uh, when you think about the populations and the energy needs of South Korea, China, Japan, and the EU, energy security is going to be a big issue into the future. Yeah, Guy, your thoughts on this, the tyranny of distance, has it been somewhat of an excuse by Australia up till now about trying to avoid a decarbonised world? We hear so much from um, politicians who say they go overseas to these UN climate events and Australia's kind of got a bit of a, a, a bad reputation at these things. Do you think it is because of the tyranny of distance? No, I don't think it's got much to do with the tyranny of distance, Aaron. As Tim said, that's not really a thing anymore. We can, you know, transport costs are just not a big part of the uh, of the equation anymore like they used to be back when Blaney was writing. So no, that's not really a, a major issue. Um, and but you're right, we did have a pretty bad reputation at these sort of at, at the climate uh, conferences around the world and at world forums. But now that's changed because we seem to be getting on with it. But we've got a lot of catching up to do for the fact that we haven't done that much over the past previous decade or so. So, you know, we've got Distance is not a problem for us. Um, you know, it's we've got those markets. They're ready. They really want to buy the stuff from us. Uh, it's just a question of us, mm. you know, getting that capacity in the ground and or on the ground and getting it to them.
Tim, we know through the privatisation of the electricity markets in many states, for example, in Victoria, where we are based here at Ticker, um, there has been a, a huge amount of foreign investment in buying these power companies. We think of companies like Angie, for example. And then in France, there's a decision taken about renewables and therefore the coal power stations are on the nose. But what about foreign investment in renewable energy? Have we seen much in terms of foreign companies actually spending money uh, when it comes to renewable energy in Australia? Yeah, we're starting to, Aaron. It's interesting, all the controversy with Australia and the EU with the Free Trade Agreement was always about agriculture and European protectionism. And they used to say that the cost of the common agricultural subsidies, you could send uh, all the cows from France around the world business class twice. And that sort of <laughs> overshadowed uh, you know, our trade position with the European Union. But when you actually look at the big foreign investors in renewable energy and infrastructure, you think of Spain and you think of the Dutch and you think of Germany, yeah. of course, you know, Siemens opened up the outback in the 19th century. So uh, a lot of, I think, the future of the EU and Australia will be in the renewable energy space and the, in the critical mineral space. And that's not even withstanding the important role that Japan is playing in investment uh, in renewable energy at, um, at UTS, the University of Technology Sydney. We just had the um, the decarbonisation uh, summit with Japan, with Austrade in Tokyo, and that brought uh, uh, several hundred Japanese yeah. investors to Australia to look at uh, decarbonisation and everything from renewable energy to uh, Young Henry's Brewery in uh, Newtown in Sydney that oh, uh, now wow. uses uh, renewable energy, something close to your heart, I know, Aaron, <laughs> uh, now uses uh, decarbonisation in its right. manufacturing process in breweries. So well, gentlemen, uh, I think we have, to, uh, we have to leave it there, I'm afraid. We're running out of time. But uh, great to have you both with us, Guy Bell and Tim Harcourt, the great transformation. Premieres on Ticker News tomorrow on Tuesday, the 19th of September at 7.30. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks Aaron. Aaron.